Hi, and welcome to another episode of Loli's Cafe. I'm Loli, and in this episode, we're going to talk about Gyeongsung Creature episodes 8 through 10, and it's also the overall series finale. So they are going to be spoilers ahead, so we'll get right to them. So it turns out that Maeda-san wasn't a good guy at all, and she was the villain. Now, I think she was a really complex character, and I don't know what's going on with December 2023, but it's definitely the month of the women villain. I think these past dramas the past month they just seem to have just a large number of women villains that we're seeing so and I'm actually really liking them because I think the characters are more complex and their motivations are not so obvious and the motivations for the character isn't always money or greed or power although there's definitely elements of that but I'm really enjoying seeing kind of these women villain. And Maeda Yukiko, she wasn't any different. She really portrayed a very complex character. And it, it was actually really interesting seeing her relationship with Ishikawa-san. They basically had an understanding that their marriage wasn't anything to do with love or even mutual respect, it wasn't even that. It was, I need something, you need something. We can both get what we need out of it. But once Ishikawa-san got Myungja Akiko pregnant, basically Maeda-san felt like that had crossed the line. And because he had crossed that line, right, of disrespecting her, she was okay that he has a courtesan, it's okay that he's sleeping around, but it's not okay that he has a baby with this person and that he's going to acknowledge that baby at all. So she took matters into her own hand and say what you will about her, that was a boss move. I mean, you're going to get rid of the husband's mistress and then just torture her in the process and conduct these horrible experiments. Yeah, she was just so complex. And episodes 8, 9, 10, I think they really, if there was any doubt on my mind that this was the message of this film, was definitely to highlight the atrocities of Japanese 8, 9, 10. Just kind of double down. And it wasn't even subtle about it with the comments about the apologies, right? And then at the end, Yashimoto-san basically apologizing as a bystander, right? I think that's something that they want to see. And also Morisan, Morisan just trying to help them as well. It wasn't subtle, right? And then I think we also hear from Nawal. Nawal, she goes on a monologue about the whole apology thing. I think Jang Tasan mentions the whole like, okay, they're just going to play it like they're not committing these atrocities and they're going to hide it to the rest of the world. This is what they do. I don't think that was subtle at all with regards to the way that the Japanese have handled their colonization period and the atrocities that they have committed. So I think ultimately they made Maeda-san this, this really bad villain. But I actually didn't feel that way 
about her. And I still feel like her and Kato-san were really complex characters. I think there were a lot of plot holes on these last three episodes that just didn't make sense. And granted, okay, this is fiction because this creature doesn't exist. Okay, like the creature's not there. But this whole thing with Yun Cheok killing Ichiro-san, the director, I'm like, there is not a chance that this girl came out of that alive in real life. Okay, you literally killed a Japanese director at a Japanese officer's funeral. Now, I guess some people say that no, Maeda-san made it happen. But how is she going to know that Cheok was going to kill Ichiro-san? Like that just wasn't in the realm in her mind that that was happening. It was like a gift to her, right, that she killed him. But there is not a chance that she's in the middle of these Japanese police officers and somehow she got away. Okay, the other thing at the very, towards the very end of episode 10, Maeda-san sending like these ninja slash samurai, I, I don't even know what you call them, Yakuza Japanese guys to kill them. Like, no, okay, this lady is a bad bitch. She's double tapping. Do you know what I'm saying? She's totally either doing like a death squad with the rifles or double tap or sniper. I don't buy that, that she sent these weird ninja slash samurai slash Yakuza guys to, to kill them. I, I'm just like, whatever. She's, she's not that dumb. Okay. And we see that somehow she's managed to gain control of Gyeongsong, which is actually what's supposed to be Seoul. So this lady is that powerful. She basically has control of all of Seoul. And during that time period, at least in this fictional, in this fictional version of the drama. So somehow this lady that's all powerful is sending and like, no, that's not happening. And I really actually didn't like the end. I was okay with her dying, even though she was killed by her own mom. And then basically the mom gave up her life and gave her the warm for her to live, which... Okay, I, I could see the creature doing that, but I just didn't like that she's going to be a zombie. So I'm like, are they going to have a season two? I, I hope not, because I just, I don't know, the whole zombie thing, I'm I'm not a fan. And obviously Maeda-san, she doesn't die. And then it's whether she actually drinks the warm or not, right? I just at the end. So maybe she'll drink it and then maybe she'll get cured. And, you know, Myungja, I guess we find out why... Session or Chesong Shim actually becomes this monster because Chesong Shim, she actually was exposed to the anthrax spores. So Kato-san had like this other thing where he was basically giving her the anthrax. And that's why she took on the body of this kind of monster looking creature. That was, okay, they explained that, which I like that we had some consistency with a character there. But the whole Kato-san with the baby, that guy, he's just so he's just psycho. Let's just put it out there. He's just psycho. And because he's psycho, he gets to live at the end. I don't know how he survived that whole explosion. And also, I don't know how he survived the anthrax files shattering on the floor. How did he survive that? So there are a lot of plot holes. And I think the overall message of resilience of the Korean people and 
overcoming. I I do like that message and holding the Japanese accountable and this never forget attitude. I understand that as well. But the drama itself, like that aside, just as an overall drama, is just not as I think as good as some of the other kind of creature dramas. And and granted, like the zombie creature, whatever, it's really a vehicle to tell us the story of the Japanese colonial period in Korea and remind us so that we don't forget. I think the younger generation, they have a different attitude towards the Japanese than the older generation for obvious reasons, because you know, they're more forgiving. They didn't live through that. Even their parents' generation didn't necessarily live through that. It's more like the parents' parents. So like the grandparents are really the ones that lived through it and maybe even the great-grandparents. So it's getting more and more far removed. So definitely this drama is kind of like a never forget about this and don't forgive. And yeah, please apologize. But I think that the drama just just falls short. And I actually... Maeda-san, it wasn't clear what her relationship with Chosun Shim is, but she did call her Seshin Sensei, which means teacher. So Seshin Sensei means that Chosun Shim was in a position as Sensei to Maeda-san. So it's not clear if she was a teacher, like maybe Maeda-san speaks fluent Korean, maybe she was her Korean teacher. And then Maeda-san at the end says that Session Sensei, because of Session Sensei, she lost someone that was like Jang Tisang to her. And she's a little bit in love with Jang Tisang. So I don't think it was Yun Cheok's dad. Okay, I, I'm pretty sure that wasn't the person that Maeda-san was in love with. Because once she had heard, if that was a person, once she had heard that that was who it was, she would have gone after that guy. I, I have no doubt in my mind, this lady. She would, and she probably would have, she probably knows everyone that goes in and out. So in any case, I think more than likely she had a forbidden love that Session Sensei gave up to her parents. That's my guess. I know that's totally based on nothing except for my interpretation of this woman. And I'm guessing that guy was a Korean guy and that's why she wanted to get back to Korea. It's just my own little writer (laughs) imagination here, which I'm not a writer at all, but let's just put it like that. And okay, Jang Tasang, I'm sorry, but you did not think her properly. Because she got you out of the hospital and then hid you away and then nursed you back to life. So whatever you say about all the horrible things she's done, you still owe her, dude. I'm sorry. If it wasn't for her, you wouldn't have gotten out of there. You were like, okay, you pointed that gun at her. All she had to do was scream and you'd be dead. And you, she knew that you weren't going to shoot her. So so then from her standpoint as a woman, okay, she basically has been, and I don't know if they've had an affair, you know, she always called him friend, but she had definitely a relationship with him because Jang Tasan also gets tortured at the very, very beginning of the series by Ishikawa-san about his relationship with Maeda-san. And I, I really like how he was like, how dare you say that, that she's going to be sleeping around or whatever. But he had a relationship with her. And, okay, she is like this 
horrible. She's funding the hospital now. It didn't seem, it seemed like she found out about the research when Kato-san actually explained. It didn't seem like she knew exactly all of the research what that was going on, but she knew that she had sent Session to be a prisoner there to get back at her for, you know, whatever. And it seems like she didn't really know everything until Kato-san explained it to her. So did she know that there's human experiments going on? Yes, obviously she did. Is she a bad person, yeah, she's the villain. But as a woman, I'm a little bit on her side because you have this guy that you're helping to protect and you're doing a lot for him and you think you have this relationship with him. And then he meets some younger girl and it's like, okay, bye-bye, Maira-san. I'm going to be with this younger, prettier girl, which is what her husband, Ishikawa-san, just to kind of get at her, basically tells her. And Maira-san in her kind of Yakuza boss is like, yeah, I'm just going to throw this girl back in the hospital and separate them. And and I don't think it's just as petty as like, you got my man or whatever. It's just like, well, you're also Session's daughter and I hate Session. Therefore, I'm going to hurt you as well. So Maeda-san's, and we don't really know what, you know, we're assuming that Maeda-san as a young girl is the bad person, but we don't really know that. We actually don't know that. So I, I think that she's actually very complex. So I did like seeing her be a villain. I, I'm really enjoying seeing these women that are just bad bosses. I, I just love it. I love the fact that they're unapologetic and that they're doing things to get what they want, whether it's family reasons, whether it's for their own selves. I like seeing that complexity in these women characters where they're not just pining over some guy or dependent on some guy. I'm really enjoying seeing these women characters like that. Now, the whole Jang Tae-san, Jun Cheok relationship, I I mean, okay, like it's there. I, I just think it's really misplaced amongst everything that's going on. And it's like, I don't know, they're like talking through vents and he's like basically declaring his love for her and she's, you know, checking out guns. I still don't even understand what the point of killing Ichiro-san was. Like, why did she kill the director? I I don't get it. Like, revenge? Then you should have gone after Kato-san, but she didn't. And he wasn't even the guy that was going to rape her. That was another guy. I just, I did not understand. And, and I really liked the resilience of the people, right, of the vendors just coming together so that they could free the prisoners that were just wrongly arrested by the Japanese. Once again, we see these Japanese atrocities and just over abuse of power during the colonization period and then just treating the Doson people like trash. And and even Maeda-san, right, she calls them trash. She says, like, clearly, like, these people next to you are trash. And she can't imagine why he could go, why he would go against her. Not necessarily for the reasons I said, but, but because she is Japanese and because she is so much more powerful, right? She can imagine a, jo- a Doson Saram, a Doson person going against her. And that is to show us how the Japanese felt during that time, how they felt so much more superior. So I think they made Maeda-san into this villain because she was Japanese. But if we took the Japanese aspect out of it, I think she's a very complex character. And I think that if you look at her from 
a women's standpoint, right? Are you after you like, you know, you risk your neck? Because even she's risking herself, even though she has this sphere of influence in Gyeongsong. If her dad found out or other Japanese generals found out that she's basically lying to protect this Joseon guy, she's also dead. If you look at it from it's the standpoint of a woman, like you do feel for her. She's in this loveless marriage. She might have even lost her love because of her sensei. We're not sure. And then she has this relationship with this guy that basically gets taken away by a younger woman. You, you got to feel for her. So even though she's obviously like the bad guy in this, but I the series definitely was, I think it, I think it was, I'm struggling to say, too much anti-Japanese because I, I don't think that's fair to the show. I don't think that's being fair to the show if I say that. But I think that if the overall message is the resilience of the Korean people, then I don't know that we necessarily saw that. <laughs> right. So so I think the point was more. And, and obviously, when you have these shows about monsters and creatures and Korean shows do a really good job of showing us that it's often humanity that are the real monsters, right? I think in Train to Busan, Duty After School, all, all those shows, I think they show us like, yeah, the real monsters are are really always the humans and the people. And I really think this show about, it's called Gyeongsung Creature. And, and that's actually the translation is Gyeongsung Kuchu, which is creature, but it's, there's these evil atrocities in the world that have been committed and let's not forget about them and let's sidelight them. So I I think that was the point of the show, but I think that it could have been done a little bit better. And, and obviously, right, they're, they are trying to make it hopeful and showing the protests that the people have and the independence movement and the rebellion. So obviously, maybe I'm being a little bit harsh about having them escape and, and things like that, because they are trying to show that there was some instances when where this could have happened. But I just didn't think that <laughs> that, that was the case in in the show and that that it just the ending to me I I didn't like it so overall I think that the show was good obviously it's not gonna be a favorite with some of the with some fans it, it's just not gonna be a favorite and I think it was a little bit on the slower side as far as action and and then you're just like why are you doing this? Why did you kill that? I still don't understand what the point of killing that guy was. Like, I don't get it. Someone needs to explain to me because, and and like where she killed him. I'm like, okay, how about, I don't know, like stabbing him in a dark alley or something or figuring out his schedule. Like he comes out of the hospital. Maybe when he's visiting the courtesan house, just do it there. I, I don't know. And maybe it was to make a statement. Was that the point? Was it to make a statement? I don't know. But I just, I don't like when characters do just random weird stuff just because to move the plot along, which I felt like that's what happened there. So we hadn't seen really that much from Maeda-san. So it was, it was nice to see her. I think Suhyun did a good job. And it was nice to see her come to life. I was trying to figure out what her 
actual relationship with us with session and session slash chosung shim and i read this one article where someone called her petty and i really don't think that she was petty at all i i think that she dressed like a very proper japanese woman because that's what she was supposed to do right dress like a very proper japanese woman and she's very beautiful and i thought she was she looked so proper and I think a lot of Japanese women, when they wear kimono, they do look fragile. So I thought that she looked so proper and fragile at the same time, which is why it was hard to imagine that she was this big, bad boss bitch. So I I think that was more the point of, of her dress. I didn't think she was petty at all. And is getting revenge being insecure? I don't, I don't necessarily think that's true. I think people get revenge because... It's a way to get over whatever whatever they need to get over. Obviously, this lady's taking it to a whole different level. But all right, I would I recommend this series? I It's definitely not. I don't think that the romance carries it enough. If you're a romance fan, I, I don't think that's there. If you're Korean, I think that your parents will be really happy if you watch this. Okay. And, you know, if you're... A fan of K-dramas, if you're a fan of We Had June and Park Soo-joon, Han So-hee, I think it is a, a good drama to watch as far as their acting. I mean, Win Had Ju- We Had June did a good job. I love We Had June. He's my favorite Korean actor right now. And his character wasn't, wasn't the best character, but because I think we were supposed to see someone that was tortured and that gave up their values because of the torture, because of what they were going through. I think he basically showed us that. So, but but they do, the actors do a good job. And the drama is very poignant and it's got like an overall message of never forget. I just think that it's going to be hard to watch and hard to digest. I never, when as I watched the drama, I never felt like I had to binge watch it in one sitting. I took like three days basically to watch the three episodes that came out. I, I was like, oh, I need to watch my happy ending <laughs> before I watch this. Or well, I, I need to watch what happens in Goryo Kitan War. So so I never felt like, oh, I need to just been watch it. So I think you can consume it in small amounts. I think you do need to prepare yourself to stomach the atrocities that, that the Japanese committed. And this isn't even like, most of them, right? This is a very small fraction of these human experiments that they were committing in China and in Korea. I think overall, I I liked it. It did make me think a lot. It did annoy me at times. And it did make me think about all these women villains that we're having and just kind of like the role of women in society and really like how no matter what, it's like, we can't be, I don't know, we can't win. So we're going to get replaced by younger, better models. I'm just kidding, guys. That's not eventually, you know, I, I'm like, was that the point of the drama? Like you're going to get replaced by a younger, better model. So just, I'm just kidding. It's That was definitely not the point of the drama. But anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope it did make you think a little bit, right, about history, you know, what we know, what we don't know, and just overall what the role is of women. 
and what role does history play in how we should treat others and live our lives today. So I know that's, it's just such a, it's like very deep. Okay. But in any case, I hope you enjoyed the drama. I hope you enjoyed listening to the podcast. I know that maybe I talked more about kind of society in general instead of the drama itself. But I think that's basically what this drama evoked in me. Aside from me being angry about the plot holes and things like that, I I think that's what I felt as as I watched the drama. Of course, you know, we have we had June to look at and um Pak Sujun, right? Like we have those guys to kind of I was like keep us engaged. It's, it's like a very shallow engagement. But they're there to promote the drama. And I will say I think Han So he she she didn't annoy me for all of the last three episodes. So she, her characters, Han So Hee doesn't annoy me herself because, you know, she, I was, I was actually very supportive of her with like these nasty comments on Instagram that she was getting, but she, her characters normally annoy me. She plays really bratty characters. So in any case, I, I don't think that was the case this time. Um, although her character was a little bratty at the beginning and still she's like so impulsive and killing this guy without a plan. So in any case. All right, guys, I, I think, you know, I, I hopefully gave you something to think about. I know this podcast seems to be on the longer side. Usually my podcasts are, are pretty short, normally because I say what I need to say pretty quickly. But all right. I hope you guys are enjoying your drama watching and make sure to like and subscribe. Thank you.